0: podcast listeners and welcome to the September 5th, 2018 Hong Kong Stories podcast. I'm Rachel Smith. Hong Kong has been rather damp in the past few weeks with water, water everywhere, but we're confident that soon it will once again be dry. While we're waiting for evaporation to happen, we'll be listening to this week's true first-person story from Mel, who's wondering what we have planned for the week. Before we delight your ears with this week's story, though, we want to say a big, damp thank you to our listeners in Hong Kong. You are the best, and we appreciate your listening. We also want to shout-out thanks to our listeners in Cricklewell in the UK, Leiden in the Netherlands, and Ottawa in Canada. Our stories are in ears around the world, and that makes us very happy. If you have a comment about any of our stories... You can find out more on hongkongstories.com. Today's story is from Mel. She is not only an accomplished storyteller, but she's also the host of the next show on September the 19th with the theme, Something Blue. If you're in Hong Kong on Wednesday the 19th, you can get tickets to the show through the link on the website, hongkongstories.com. And you can also find out information on how to get involved yourself. Now for Mel's story. This story was told for a recent show in July 2018 in front of a live audience at the Fringe Club in Hong Kong. The theme of the night was Wild Things. Here's Mel.
1: I've always been jealous of spontaneous people. People who can head out the door and not know where they're going to end up. They have all the adventure and all the fun. They are the wild people. Like my friend Laura, she is wild. She lives in a yurt in the English countryside and travels the world on her bike, just ups and leaves whenever she feels like it. Last time I spoke to her, she was riding around the south of Spain. I have no idea where she is now. Me, I plan everything. I need to visualize it and know what to expect so that I can feel safe enough to let loose and have fun. If I'm going out with friends, I need to know when and where we're meeting, what I should bring with me in my handbag, and how I'll be getting home. I hate vague plans like, hey, let's hang out on Sunday evening. What exactly do you want to do? I don't know, dinner, movie, whatever. When I get text messages like these, I reply with bullet-pointed options (laughs) for them to choose from. A, dinner then movie. B, movie then dinner. (laughs) C, just movie. Once the time and location has been decided, Tickets have been bought, reservations have been made. We have a great time. Laura hates this level of prescription, but still somehow we've been the best of friends ever since our university days. I don't know why we're friends. I think we somehow balance each other out. I prevent her from starving in the streets by bringing snacks with me wherever we go just in case. She is the only reason that I can play Never Have I Ever with at least some degree of badassness. Yes, I have been food hunting in supermarket trash cans. Yes, I have smoked a puff of weed. And yes, I have danced naked on a rooftop in the rain. All because of Laura. I don't tell anyone that, of course, because I need all the credit I can get. I don't know why I'm so obsessed with planning. Maybe I've been institutionalized from living 13 years of my life at boarding school where every minute of every day was planned for me. Yeah, that's probably why. Still, anyway, by the end of university, it was becoming painfully clear to to me that my need for planning and preparation was costing me a lot of fun. I missed out on countless late-night parties because I had already planned to go to bed and hence
0: <laughs>
1: and hence washed off my makeup. If I was out partying, a change of plans halfway through would leave me frozen in fear. I need notice, people. So I decided I couldn't let this hold me back any longer. Besides, I wouldn't be able to rely on Laura forever since we were going our separate ways after university. So I decided to set about becoming a spontaneous person myself. My plan was simple. (laughs) (laughs) Start small and go from there. I bought a pair of shoes on the spur of the moment without checking my bank account And recalibrating my budget first. That was fun. (laughs) Instead of lugging around my usual heavy load of backup sweaters and snacks and water, I started leaving the house with only my keys, phone, and credit card. Very freeing. I read books on how to, to, to live in the now and go with the flow. And I started replying to my, text, my friend's invitations without the usual barrage of bullet points. That was harder. Still, I wasn't quite convinced that I, could, that I qualified as a cool and spontaneous person yet. I had to up the challenge. So I thought to myself, what is the most spontaneous thing in the world? the one-night stand. <laughs> the idea of it scared me, but the thought of bragging to Laura that I had done it was enough of a motivation for me. I would approach it as an experiment to see just how spontaneous I could be. So I got on some dating apps and met set up a meeting with a guy who seemed to be on a similar hotness level with me, (laughs) so I wouldn't be too intimidated. And from my research, I had done a lot of research, I found you're not supposed to know the name of your one-night stand. So I saved his number as simply O-N-S, one-night stand. (laughs) Then I set about tidying my room, shaving, putting the right underwear, putting condoms by the bed, and spraying myself with perfume. I was ready for spontaneity. (laughs) Now, this obsessive planning of mine was not just limited to how I lived. I assumed that other people like to be prepared for what's coming, too. So I decided to be nice to my test subject and let him know what to expect. (laughs) After all, it's unethical to do experiments involving humans without their consent, right? So when we met up for drinks, I opened with, Hi, would you mind if we had sex tonight? (laughs) He made a weird face. I couldn't read it because I didn't know him at all. I realized I must have offended him. Oh, my God, I am so sorry. That's really disrespectful of me. I I really don't mind. You're you're totally free to leave. Don't worry. He didn't leave. And the next morning, I woke up happy in the knowledge that I was now officially a wild woman. (laughs) And I couldn't wait to tell Laura about it. So I texted her as casually as I could. Hey, girl, let's meet up at 3 p.m. Delete, 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 delete. (laughs) Let's hang out on Saturday. Sure, what do you want to do, she replied. Whatever. (laughs) Nailed it. (laughs) So on Saturday, I told her all about my adventure with Mr. ONS. And my efforts were worth it. She was so impressed wow girl you have changed i know right i am so spontaneous now i even have a one night stand scheduled with another guy on wednesday (laughs) huh she looked confused what i was confused that she was confused you scheduled a one night stand in advance Yeah, I don't get why she's questioning that. Mel, you can't plan a one-night stand. A one-night stand just happens. What? How? How does it just happen? What if you haven't shaved or or your room is a mess? She couldn't answer because she was laughing so hard. (laughs) And then it hit me. I had taken the most spontaneous thing in the world and plan the fuck out of it.
0: (laughs) Thanks for listening to this story brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. Thanks as well go out to our unsung hero this week, Kristen who curated and directed the July 2018 show. Our thanks also to our fantastic and gregarious photographer, James Rodkey. Your sunshine is always appreciated. The music for this podcast was created and performed by Andrew Robert Smith. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to write us a review. Or if you're looking for more information on this episode, past podcasts, photos of our storytellers, and so very much more, find it all at hongkongstories.com Everyone has a story to tell.